Have you ever been tempted to compromise just to make something go away? Listen, as the gals give you another alternative. Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey everyone, welcome to the Holy Fuck Podcast. Hey Krista. Hey Catherine. How are you today? (laughs) Today I'm better. (laughs) This weekend is a different story. (laughs) Oh good, we got something to talk about. Something Let's juicy. Let's give them something to talk about. Uh, we always do. Yeah. <laughs> At least give ourselves I... something to talk about. I know. Well, this is something I wish I wasn't having to talk about. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get started. So, uh, is there something you might have been tempted to compromise? Oh, well, it's yes. And because of we've had so many com- um, conversations about this topic, um, I'm finding myself doing things a different way this time, which is, yay for me, I'm growing up, y'all. <laughs> yay, Krista. So happy to hear that, for your um, own sake. Yeah, for my own sake. Maybe just um, growing is a better way to say it instead of growing up. Instead of growing up. Yeah, so growing okay. up's kind of a little derogatory to you, like you were, you know. Well, okay. Well, when we know better, we do better. So exactly. I think I'm... Uh, Maneuvering through this new occurrence better than I would have in the past, more smoothly. Not necessarily in the moment. <laughs> no, no, definitely not in the moment. In the moment, I was like, ah! <laughs> so I was at a gathering, and you know, I've shared a lot about how Mr. Right here, right now, we've um, had to navigate some social situations where. Because of the relationship dynamic that is set up between us, which is, um, you know, kind of the constant conversation of is this an open relationship and what does that look like or is it not and, you know, who's going to get their way and, you know, a little bit, um, that's still kind of ongoing. Like in order for him to have the freedom and the space within relationship, he would like it to be one way. And in order for me to feel safe and comfortable and loved, I need to have it my way. So you we want to just tell us what those two ways are so we know where we're starting? <laughs> yeah. So, well, his way is open relationship. And that means to him, he's committed to me. He's in relationship with me. And if at some point in time he happens to be in a situation where he's attracted to someone or wants to have a physical experience with someone, he feels like 100% that he should be able to do that. And oh. I feel differently. I, um, and, I, and, I, and the truth is, I don't know how I feel yet. I'm still learning and growing through this new type of relationship. But right now, it's I'm not comfortable with that yet. I'm, um, I would like committed relationship, building a life together, keeping things sexy and honest and open in a way of like, okay, we can flirt around with some certain creative ideas, but I really... 
you know, I, I kind of like the the idea of like this is my man, you know, my man, and yeah. he has this thing of like you can never own somebody else, and, and and I hear that, but for me, there's it's a romantic notion of this is my guy, right? Well, I mean, I think one of the things that one of our favorite people, Allison, would say about this is that uh, that's Allison Armstrong would say is that until a woman feels safe, she doesn't feel loved. So, um, you know, we can all pretend like we're further along in our spiritual path and that we don't have any human needs anymore. Mm -hmm. But in fact, when we do find one, like, I need to feel safe, we need to honor it. And uh, it sounds like you're grappling with something like that. Yeah. And so, him and I have been in, we're kind of having some growing pains around this. So, like, if we're in a social situation, it was like the first time like back a long time ago, the first time we were in a social situation, it was like we were fine for like the first half hour and then he kind of disappeared for the rest of the night. And then I got triggered because it was like, well, you know, it's not that I couldn't see him or he wasn't at the party, but it was like he wasn't checking in with me and talking with me at all. So it was, it just kind of felt like we went about the parties by ourselves. So we had a big talk about that. And so then the next time we were in a social situation, it was like, he tried a little bit more to check in with me, but he still kind of did the disappearing thing. Because in his way, it's like, well, we're together all the time. So if we're at a party, like, I want to talk to other people. And I get that. So with each time we've been in a social situation, there has been more and more check-in on his end. And it has been the tendency to have to I always kind of have to do some cleanup after these social situations where I'm like, well, it was better, but I still felt, you know, a little on the outside or like you disappeared or I wasn't included in the conversation. So there's been this element of feeling um, like we're at these parties, but we're not, I'm not there with my guy. So you feel a little abandoned in those situations? Yeah. And it's like looking around at other people who are with their person and they're like snuggling or around a campfire or whatever. And I I look at them, I'm like, oh, I wish I were doing that. But my guy's sitting on the other side of the fire and, you know, not, and he's talking with other people, whether it's man or woman, it doesn't matter. It's just that we're not there enjoying like those romantic moments together. So we've had a lot of conversation around it. And he, um, I've had to take a lot of like deep breaths and like expand into places of giving him more space and freedom to be himself um, in these social situations. And he has come my way a lot in um, like honoring me at these parties and giving me kisses and walking up to me in the middle of conversations and giving me a hug and checking in, and which is not his natural tendency, but he knows it's important to me. So he's been doing it. And so at this last party, I'm like, I'm, I was starting to feel like really secure. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can go to this event and everything's going to be okay. Like he knows what I need and I'm going to give him lots of space and it's all going to be fine. And we get there and he is, he's like giving me kisses. He's hugging me. There's people around. He's, um, if, if I come up to him in conversation, he puts his arm around me. And all of that felt really, really good. And I was feeling probably for the first time, like, really safe. Like, okay, he's like, he's into me in, in a public forum. And I f- it feels good. Yeah, I hear that. So I, I give lots of space. <laughs> and so, and um, then, you know, it gets a little later. And I have to head out to the, to the pate out in the woods. 
And um, I walk up this little hill, and there's Mr. Right here right now sitting on the hill with his um, hands kind of like massaging a woman's shoulders. And just the whole adrenaline thing went through me, and I was just like, <gasps> and I just stormed right up the, the hill past him and continued on to find my bathroom break. And he, you know, was kind of like, Krista, come here, like, come back. I want to, you know, and he was trying to bring me into the whatever was happening on the hillside. But I just was, I flew. I got myself out of that situation as quick as possible. And um, and he came after me and was like, babe, what's wrong? And, you know, all this stuff. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I'm just like freaking out at this moment, oh. just having like a moment of here I was feeling safe. And the minute I just give like total... I, I, like, let go of any fear around it. It was, like, my worst nightmare happened, right? Like, here we are at a public party, and he's with some other woman. Now, to his—I don't know what the word is—to his credit, um, you know, what he was saying to me is, like, look, we were just having a conversation, and she said, hey, let's go up the hill and, you know, check out the moon. It's a full moon tonight. And he was just like, okay. And he says, he said to her— just so you know, like, I'm not going to kiss you or anything like that. And she was like, okay. So in his mind, he had drawn the boundary and was just going up there to sit with her. Which, if I guess if I didn't have all of my past triggers around it, it would have been like no big deal. But it really, um, it really set me off. So the night went on and um, I was just like so upset. And of course... <laughs> In my not-so-conscious um, mind, as he's trying to, like, you know, kind of win me back in that moment and be like, babe, there's nothing wrong. I, you know, care about you. Like, what, like it's not what you think and all of that stuff. And I'm like, that's all right. Um, you know, I'm having a man over for a date this week, too. And he was just like, <gasps> which, of course, y'all, I'm not having a man over for a date. I mean, I do, like, I have a friend coming over, but it's not a date whatsoever. But I, in that moment, it was like, I'm going to do this to just, I want to hurt, I want to hurt him in this moment. I'm yeah. so hurt and angry that I, like, lowered myself to that standard of I'm going to go for the jugular on this. Right. And, Why? and of course, Krista, because you feel a threat. You know, when we feel threatened, when we stop feeling safe, we stop feeling loved, and we start acting out because we are now the only thing that is going to take care of us. Our survival system is just saying, yeah, you're obviously not the guy, so I'm going to kill you. <laughs> right. And, and, so. and, and trust me, I wanted to kill in that moment. It well, I'm sure you did. I'm glad you're small. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in that moment, then he got really angry at me. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, that's why are you? It, it was just, it caught him so off guard, right? And I was like, well, you know, you've told me that it's an open thing. So why do you care? You know, I just went in and like said all of this mm. stuff that, you know, wasn't very nice. But <laughs> so then the, I hear you um, repenting for your not very nice. I know. Well, I forgive myself for judging myself. Yeah. And maybe if there wasn't a beer or two involved, maybe I would have, I mean, I still would have been hurt and all that, but maybe I wouldn't have reacted so big or so quickly or yeah, that's a good you know, point. went to those places. So. I end up, um, you know, he he walked away and he didn't really want to be around me. And I went back to him. I was about to leave the party. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to just leave. I'm going to go and check back in and say I'm sorry and, like, try to make this better. And he wasn't having it. He was just, like, cold. And I was like, okay, 
And so I went home and, um, and he didn't come home with me, which was like, okay, I guess we're done. I mean, in my mind, it was like, I, yeah, just having that feeling. And so I laid there in bed all night long, just like stirring and churning the story and like upset. There wasn't any closure, you know, and I think also making the story of what happened even bigger. You know, it grew <laughs> as the hours went yes, by. Yes, they do grow. The nice yeah. stories inside us grow to big <laughs> monsters eventually, right? You sure do. Um, <laughs> Luckily, we get to grow into big monsters too at the same time. So we're such a pleasure to be around. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, with each hour, I'm just like building the story of like, oh, he's probably there and she's probably there. And now they're probably like fucking. And now this is happening. And now there's probably a big orgy. And, you know, I just like the story gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, COVID orgy, everyone I, come I, over. I, I <laughs> so I, I don't know how, but I fell asleep. But at a certain point, you know, I was like, wake up. And I woke up and he had just texted and he had ju- I had just missed a call from him. So I called him back and, um, you know, he, he was like, can I come over? And I was like, mm, okay. Of course, like two hours later, by the time he gets a ride there, I'm just like more upset again because I've had to wait so long. It was like five in the morning at this point, And I'm just like exhausted and emotionally spent. And then we just continue the next kind of like, 24 hours of unpacking like everybody's emotions around it all and what happened and what it all meant. Yeah, it's pretty tricky stuff, right? Because immediately when the emotions come up, if we can't separate ourselves from the story, they just keep driving the show, right? And we are so sure we're going to die and we are stepping in to make sure we're going to make sure either we're going to take the other person with us or they're going to die alone because mm-hmm. we're, <laughs> we're not really yeah. interested in having them survive this situation, just us, right? It's not, it's an, it's not our right. best brain. Sure. It's our animal brain, and we all fall into it. So what do you think, Krista? Fight, flight, freeze, faint? Mm-hmm. How many different ones of those did you try on in that moment? Or in that well, definitely, initially fight. I mean, it was like he was trying to, like, hold me and grab me. And I was like, get the fuck off me. And I was just, like, losing it. I was like, I was in fight mode of, like, don't touch me, you motherfucker. Like, get the fuck off me. You know, it was like all of that part, like. You went for it. Krista from the block came out. It was. One <laughs> <laughs> who thought she was a boy. Yeah, because it was just this point of, like, motherfucker, I've done this with. Too many people. I am not doing this again, and you will not bring me down this time, you know? So, yes, definitely the fight came out, and then the flight, because I wanted to then leave the party. Yeah. And I had a friend who kept going, do you really want to leave? It seems like you actually want to talk to him. And so there was like, I do. I don't want to leave in anger and blah, blah, blah. So I wanted to run, but then I moved back in. I tried to step back into my loving and go, you know what? I can't control what— his scenario and experience was and what he did, but I can control that I, you know, went in with the, oh, I've got somebody coming over too. You know, I I went to that place. And for that, I was sorry because that wasn't the truth. And I knew I had done it from a lower place and I wanted to rectify that part um, that was mine. Um, And so what what was it? It was fight, flight, and then what? Freeze or faint? Um, Well, I, when I got home, I I had was having that feeling of I just like want to die. Not like oh I'm going to commit suicide, but it was just like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't. It was like like I can't do this again. And um, so in that two hours where I was waiting for him to get home, 
I started going to this place of like, how did we get here? I don't have the answers to this one. I don't have, he's going to come here and I don't know what to say because I understand where he is and he's always been so honest with where he is and I've been honest with where I am and we both keep saying that we don't want to lose each other, but this is like, you know, it's this reoccurring thing that pops up and I don't have the answer. So I went into like this meditative thought for like, I guess the two hours until he got there of just like, Holy Spirit, I surrender. Holy Spirit, I surrender this to you. I don't have the answer. Show me the way. Show me. The- I mean, it was like this mantra just going through my head. And I was really in this moment of turning it over of like, I don't have to grip this relationship. I don't have to, I don't even have to hurt walking away from it. I can just walk away from it. I don't, I'm going to survive if this un- unravels, if he leaves. Or if I make another, like, I was getting myself to the place of, like, it's going to be okay no matter what the outcome is. Yeah, so it's interesting because I can see you shifting your brain space and your nervous system, right? It's like, this Mm -hmm. is an amazing thing. We use forgiveness for this. We reconnect to our spiritual, our highest self, is going from that place where we only have four options, And you don't have to use all four of them. And sometimes what we do is go back and forth between a few, like we freeze and then we fight again and then we faint again. And then we, you know, and it's just, it's kind of, and then we flee again and then we come back. So, you know, it's just really very clear by this example, which is super good, that that's what came out first is I'm in survival and you are going to hurt me. And so I'm going to take you instead of, you know, in whatever way I can, I'm going to take you. And now... You get home, you've had a couple hours to process by yourself, now he's coming over, now you're really like, oh God, now what am I going to do this time when I see him? Right. Because the heart wants what the heart wants, but the the mind and the past trauma and the things that I've, the personal boundaries that I've been making for myself are being challenged in this moment. And, um, this and I didn't have the where, answer. Yeah, and this is where the possibility of sacrificing will show up for lots of women. Yes. So this is this is a really interesting thing because now you think you've moved out of fight and doing all those things, but really you're still playing in the realm of your nervous system that is telling you, your sympathetic nervous system that is telling you, you still got to fix this. You got to fix this instead of, huh, I wonder what's going on here, which is our higher self and our bigger brain and all that. Right. So it doesn't look like it, but you easily could have done what in this moment? Well, there was definitely the moment where when he's asking to come over, though, I've been like, fuck you, you don't get to come over and make things right. You know, I wanted to like stick it to it. There was still that element of- You were still fighting. I was still fighting. I was still wanting to cause him pain, um, not wanting him to get any resolution because he was, you know, because he had done that to me and all that. So there was that. And when he was coming, I mean, I was basically just telling him, like, this isn't what I want. And that that type of behavior isn't what I don't want to go to parties and feel like I'm having to be on the lookout all the time. Because then I can't relax and enjoy myself. And, you know, and I don't want to be policing you either. So this is the tricky part, right? This mm -hmm. is the part where we are seduced into pleasing the other person. Mm-hmm. Which, when you took it in your hands and said, you know, I'm giving this over to the Spirit, I'm giving this over to the Spirit because I don't know what's right here, I don't know what I need, you're taking back your power. Isn't that interesting? Like, turning it over to your higher self 
is a way to take over your power because what could have happened and maybe has happened for you before and we don't know and you can tell us is that there's a part of you that kicks in that starts to please and it's not it's not the healed part of you that that really knows what you want it's the part of you that's going to now pretend like it's all okay now ladies we all know we do this and we're like, you know what? I didn't really need that. I would, and, and our brains will tell us, oh, I was obviously had a couple of drinks too much or I don't need mm-hmm. anything here. I was out of line. So let me just apologize. And I'll be like, you know what? It's really fine. It's really fine. I'm sorry. That was all my fault. Right. It's a and possibility. Then he's, and then he's, you know, has his side to it too, right? And in his mind, he's like, I just didn't, he's like, I didn't think. And I, he's like, I didn't think it was a big deal. And he goes, you know, honestly, if you wouldn't have walked up in that moment, he goes, we'd have probably sat there for two minute, two more minutes watching the moon. And then he's like, I'd have gone on with my night and I wouldn't even have thought about it for another second. He's like, you just happened to walk up and now it's become this huge thing. And so there was a part of me that wanted to be like, yeah, I actually believe what he said. And there's probably a lot of truth to that. And I don't want the type of man who's going to be going and watching the moon with another woman. Like, I want to be the woman sitting on the hillside watching the moon with my man, you know? Yeah, you want him to come find you and say, hey, you know what? Someone else just asked me to go up that hill. And yeah. I thought it was a great idea, except I didn't want to go with her. So would you come with right. me? I'd love to stare at the full moon with you. And you'll be like, yay! Right, but right. the truth is, you know, he, there probably was a little bit of attraction between the two of them. And so he was like, oh, this is a, like a simple way for me to get some of that energy moving or interaction with somebody. But I'm setting my boundaries and saying nothing's going to happen. So, you know, he thinks it feels like a safe way to play. And um, and to me, it's just, it felt like such a betrayal. It was embarrassing. I felt like people probably saw them. And then here I am thinking that him and I have this great relationship. But then they're like, oh, is it really that great of a relationship? We just saw him traipse up the hill with this woman. And so I, then I was noticing uh, like, oh, I'm, I feel a lot of shame around mm-hmm. that. And um, so I had to definitely work myself through that part that was like, giving a fuck what other people think you know yeah Um, really big stuff like we all do this right you know you've set yourself up you think you have this beautiful relationship you share with people that you have a beautiful relationship something happens mm -hmm. and really you're the only one judging it other people may or may not be right right so something happens and then you're like oh my god i look like an idiot Mm -hmm. and which part i'm investing in this which part what, of us that? cares? I said, which oh. part of us actually cares? Yeah, I mean, part of it was like, well, um, you know, I felt like an idiot for investing all of this time into a relationship just to have the, you know, that type of thing happen. And, you know, he, and he's saying to me, like, you know, we're, he's like, I give you all of my life. He's like, I go to work. I do what I have to do there. And then I come and I'm with you. He's like, we do everything together. I'm showing, he's like, my actions on a day-to-day basis are showing up, helping you with chores, cooking for you, making love, telling you you're beautiful, telling you you're the perfect girlfriend. He's like, I'm doing all of that stuff all the time. And he's like, but you're not hearing me. And, or there's a part of you that really isn't trusting it. And then he's like, so he's going off at a party and doing those things, thinking that there's this, he, that he's done enough and put enough in my bank account. For him to have that freedom and for and it not to throw me off balance. There? And what huh? isn't, and what truly, I'm sorry, I thought that we, you were done there. No, that's okay. Um, and what isn't being cared for for you? 
So this is the place, again, where we're saying, like, up until mm-hmm. now, it's been an unclear area where maybe right. you've let him get away with thinking. Or even that it's the going out where things start to show up that, you know, when you guys are For cuddly sure at that. home, right? You're cuddly at home, and he's like, yeah, someday I might, you know, you're like, ah, that's okay, because we're cuddly at home, and I'm getting all your attention. All yeah. So I can't feel this. You walk outside, and you see him playing in a way that's really pretty restricted, but still shows you there's actually a real possibility this guy's going to do this someday. Right. Then who do you become in that space? And what do you actually need to stay Krista instead of to become the lunatic, you know, fuck you and leave my life and I hate you forever and who the hell are you and why are you in my life, you know? Yeah, because he was like, are, are you angry at that girl? I'm like, hell no, I'm not angry at that girl. I'm mad at you. <laughs> like, it has nothing to do with the woman. Yeah. I'm not jealous. It really wasn't a jealousy of the woman. It was, well, well there was the, the, well, the <laughs> jealousy was, you know, oh, he was massaging her back. And I'm like, when was the last time you massaged my back? You know, there was that like little thing in there. Um, you know, That's so funny. yeah, there was that. But he has been doing all of these things to make me feel so secure. And you're right. When we're at home, there's this nest. And I noticed that day when we were about to head out, I was having this thing of like, do I really want to go out to this public thing right now with him or is it going to cause problems, you know? And I was in a place of like, no, this is going to be okay. We've got this. We've, we're solid. We're, you know, we know how to navigate this. And, and then the unravel happened. But Which is great because now you know yeah, there was something missing. There you. was something missing. And so th- what the next, what happened in the next 24 hours was s- super powerful. And um, so let me stop you for a second and let me check in about one thing. I hear that what happened in the next 24 hours was remarkable. But I'd like for you to get even more aware of what happened for you. Where were things different this time? Then maybe another time where the fight would have continued. What did you do differently? So you didn't give in, right, and mm-hmm. say it was okay. Mm-hmm. But what did you do that made a difference? I guess it was that I was holding my line in that this isn't who I am. I'm not the open relationship type of person. Mm-hmm. And um, There you go. I mean, I, I started saying that to him. This isn't who I am. And what he started doing was coming my way and saying, like, to make this better, to make you feel safe. To, he's like, I don't want to lose you. Do you need me to commit to you? And the old me would have said, yes, that would feel really good if you would commit to me. That would make me feel safe for me to continue relationship with you. And I didn't say that. What I said is, no, I don't want you to commit to me because I'm asking you to. If at some point you want to commit to me because that's how you feel and that's what you want for yourself, I will take it. But if I ask you to commit to me right now, you'll be doing it because you don't want to lose me. And then you will resent me later and so then you, we, and we won't work out. So you could see that he wasn't actually... He was sacrificing. He was about to sacrifice himself. Right, right. He wasn't actually truly coming from I want to be with you he was coming from I don't want to not be with you right I don't want to lose you (laughs) I mean it's different similar but super different yeah it's super different and that by by giving by letting him off the hook in that way 
it felt like he started to see that he got to have a choice for his own happiness and that it was up to him to decide what where he's going to take this. He knows what's going to work for me, but it wasn't me asking him to do something to sacrifice himself for me. I, like It was like the old me would have desperately wanted that and would have said, yes, please, just da, 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 da. But if I would have made him commit to me, would that have felt, would I really have trusted that level of commitment? No. Well, and you would have w- immediately lost him. Exactly. Because I'm forcing him into a situation that he really doesn't want to be in. So we got into the conversation of that it's, it feels like he doesn't even know, like, I'm like, you're happy right now, right? With me? And he's like, yeah, I'm like, but super happy. Like everything's great. And I'm like, and yet there's this part of you that is happy with me, but already seeking something else. And I'm like, I think you think that there's like this other thing that you're thinking is going to be the happiness. Like you're not even recognizing that you're happy right now because you think that you're so used to thinking happiness is in the future that now that you're actually happy, you don't even know it. And so we were starting to unwind this kind of story in his head around him. He was kind of like, yeah, you're right. Like it's like he didn't even know what happiness, he doesn't even know what happiness feels like. So there's not there's like not programming in his brain or there's not a synapse that's connected to go like oh now i'm happy it's like that connection isn't in there because and i'll i'll hear him talk about his past and his life and everything and how he's like literally never been happy and it's like there's a synapse that hasn't connected what happiness is so he thinks what happiness is is oh, I'm free to travel the world with no attachments and I can, you know, go to whatever parties I want and talk to whoever I want and fuck whoever I want and, you know, all that stuff. It's like, in his mind, that's the idea of happiness. But when he talks about doing all of those things and all the times in his life when he has been able to do that, he wasn't actually happy. And he doesn't even talk about those parties or those experiences as being happy. So I was kind of reflecting back to him, like, you know, I think you have this idea that when you get to have those experiences, you'll be happy. But I don't think you realize that it's never made you happy in the past. So we were starting to do some like reprogramming of like what happiness feels like and, you know, kind of like change the, I don't know, change the neural n- neural connection? What would the word be? I don't know. Change the brain yeah. connection. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, again, want to just go back and notice how different you're being in this situation. So we've had this conversation before, and people who listen to us regularly will know it, but the conversation is about are you willing to risk your relationship for yourself? Are you and willing? in that two hours of saying I surrender to spirit, I think I stepped into that of like, yeah. okay, he's going to come over and I'm going to release this because it's torturing both of us because I'm having to be somebody that I don't want to be and he's having to be someone he doesn't want to be. Let me clarify. You're going to release the relationship or you're going to release how angry and frustrated and your opinion of what just happened? Which of those two things were you releasing? Um, I think in that moment, I was actually saying I released the relationship. Not that I'm not willing to have it work out. I was just, in my mind, it was like, if I can become okay with letting it all go, then I know I can have this conversation with him from a freer place. Then you will show up for yourself because it's the relationship isn't more important than you, and that's really a key distinction. That's yes. what I really wanted us to get to was when the relationship is more important than you, mm-hmm. then you'll give up something 
in just the same way you didn't want him to sacrifice for you, you can't afford to sacrifice for him. Neither of you can afford to let that happen or you will begin to, you will destroy your partnership the second that happens. And that's what he's, I've seen him do in the past too, is- To himself, s- not with you. To himself, right. To sacrifice himself for what he really wanted for other people. And then in the end, he blames them and says, oh, it's their fault. I'm in this situation. And we've been having the conversation of like, no, that was actually your fault. You made that decision. No one forced you to do it. So because we had had a couple of weeks of talking about that, that's why I was able to tell him, no, I don't want you to commit to me because I saw in that moment he was going to do that for me. And then he was going to be mad at me for the rest of his life because I somehow got him into a situation that he didn't want to be in. So this was me saying to him, look, if you do that, you will start playing the victim role and you're not a victim. Absolutely. Let's just, you know, focus on our audience for a second and just how many times have you seen this happen? It's happened in my life at least once. Very big consequences of this, of me just saying, yeah, you're going to keep your commitment. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, come hell or hell or high water, you're going to keep your right. commitment to me. And we had hell and high water because mm-hmm. of it. Because I didn't say, this is not okay with me. And I don't want to be committed to you if this is what it is because that's not okay with me. I said, okay, I'll do anything to keep you here. Now, granted, I had a variety of hormones raging through my body at that time. Um, and I was pregnant. And I was, you are going to make this work, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he just got on board and said, okay. But that did not create the beautiful partnership that we had had up till that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't create anything for us afterwards that was really, really beautiful and healthy for the rest of our lives. And of course we end up divorced. And what's the big surprise? Because right in that moment, we gave up our relationship. We gave up our partnership. It started off sacrifice. It started with sacrifice. Right there. From up until that moment, it was all freedom and clarity and choices. And we were talking about, we would get married someday, you know, da, da, da. Right. Mm -hmm. And then boom, (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had said to him, if we get pregnant, we're getting married, right? Like, that's the whole deal. And we're talking about marriage and all that. And I get pregnant. Right. And then so what? Honor the commitment. And so we all just jump into endurance, right? And we honor the commitment because he gave me his word. And God bless him for giving me his word and for sticking with it. And we destroyed our partnership that day. Yeah, so I did not want to do that this time. And I've noticed in the past, obviously, I've done that behavior. So this was a conscious of like, this was a conscious moment of, I love us both so much that I'm not going to allow us to sacrifice for each other, even though the human part of me desperately wanted him to, to commit and say, yes, he's mine and all that stuff. Now, what? so the part that came from that, though, of giving him choice around this and also showing him how, you know, the thing that the little spark of adrenaline or whatever that thing is that he got by sitting with that woman for that amount of time, that five minutes, I'm like, how much joy did you get from that five minutes? And he's like, well, it was okay. It was, wasn't, it was just simple. It was sweet. And I'm like, but look at the fallout of that. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so you have to kind of wait. Is Are those little moments of the little hit of, ah, that feels good. Is it worth what it destroys on the backside? Big question. uh, Yeah, big question. So I think he was starting to kind of feel into that a bit. And 
So, but the unfolding of this conversation was him really. I, I think the moment that changed everything was he finally realized he was going to lose me. And he yeah. felt it really deep. And he sat at that, after I left, he sat at that party for the next four hours by himself, silent, feeling like he had just lost me. And I don't think there's been a time in our relationship where, ever, ever, where he really felt that. I mean, there were times where I was like, okay, I think we're done. and But we were able to move through it pretty quickly. But this was really a deep, maybe it's because I threw out the comment of, oh, I've got another man coming. And he really felt like, oh, fuck, I fucked it up. But so something, because he felt that deep, like, oh, fuck, I, I'm losing her. In that moment, I think he really realized the depth of his feelings for me. Yeah, and I just want to say something about this, Chris, because this is super important. Because lots and lots of women will create a drama, storm out, you know, mm-hmm. we've all done it for whatever variety of reasons. And we're not doing it to manipulate, but it ends up being a manipulation. Right. And what I think what I'm really hearing is that your energy was clear. Not in the beginning. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're not going to lay you off the hook for that. But your energy got clear. Mm-hmm. And you were putting yourself first. You left the party to take care of yourself, to find your way back. You, And, you know, really, there are no secrets in spirit, right? So the minute you start giving this up to the Holy Spirit, the minute you start saying, this is, this is actually something that, that I don't know what to do with, he starts to hear, oh, my God, she's serious. Mm-hmm. She's not going to put up with this from me, no matter what. So now... Instead of being able to play in the middle space, he's actually choosing. Right. And I, I think because he had that deep feeling of, oh, I actually love this woman. Yeah. It, it, it came off as a, do you want me to commit? But the freedom I gave around that, I think it made him even fall even more in love because he felt safe. Exactly. In the love. So it was the, it was the day where he finally said he loved me. Mm. So we've been dating six months, and we haven't gone to that place yet. We were taking it really slow. And I think we both knew that we felt that way about each other, but we'd never said it. And that's and different. Feeling that way and saying it are different. We all know that. Because exactly. it actually takes an act of courage to mm-hmm. declare for yourself what's true for you. And I had made a commitment to myself because I had wanted to say that to him a couple months ago, maybe like two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling myself, no, I am not going to be the first one to say it this time in this relationship. I'm going to relax and I'm going to sit back and I'm going to let the time come where it feels natural. And, and I would love it to be him the one that says it first. Because the woman in me is always like, eh, like, I don't know, I maybe force things or say it too fast or... And then always go like, oh, I wonder if they actually felt that way about me. And so this is this like commitment to myself to allow the man to be the man and come to me first and kind of profess something. And then, of course, the minute he says it, I'm like, I love you too. <laughs> you know, it like right. finally comes out. But it gets to come at a time where I felt like the energy was coming from him. I think that's what you said is really powerful, Krista, about letting the man be the man and let the declaration come from him. Not that as a woman we can never say I love you first or we can never. It's really the dynamic of your partnership that you're talking about and what your intuition was telling you. It's not everybody's. We're not telling everybody, wait for the man. Mm -hmm. There's no formula. It's 
what's true inside your partnership because of his commitment to freedom and you're needing something that you knew that you would be putting pressure on him mm-hmm. if you said those words, you wouldn't be opening the space. Like what we all want, I love you to do is open the space and us both to realize, oh my God, I love you too, right? Right. But if you're using it as a woman, as a, as a way to get close or a way to find out where the other person stands in some ways as a manipulation, Manip- yes. then they may say it to you because they feel too awkward not to say anything. But again, it's not a free-flowing commitment. It's not a free-flowing expression of their experience that's building. It's something that you've created. And again, it puts you into the masculine energy instead of allowing them to carry it. Right, which he needs to be in the masculine, and I need to let him be in the masculine. And there were times where I wanted to tell him I loved him, but I knew that there was an element of manipulation behind it. And so that's Mm -hmm. why I kept saying to myself, like, just sit back, just sit back, just sit back. So what – so, of course, this was a big moment in our relationship, and it came from kind of a a strange place. And – but the way it has unfolded, it like he kept saying to me like the next couple of days, like, wow, it just feels like something just completely shifted and something opened. And he's like, like there's this deepening that just happened in this. Like he's like, I just like feel this like so in love feeling. And that's not like him to talk. Like, and and I've known that my journey with him was going to be a little bit about giving him space to open his heart. And I know what the closed heart looks like because I've experienced it and been through it and had the journey of seeing what that looks like to open my heart. And I was watching him with a closed heart. And this felt like something where his heart like softened. And unfortunately, it had to come with a, oh, my God, I'm going to lose her type of moment. But you know what? That's a lot of times how people's heart open. Oh, my God, I have cancer. Oh, my God, somebody in my family died. You know, we have these big moments that wake us up to what is truly important to us. And I think in that moment, he was able to really assess his values and what's important to him and realize that the little thing with the woman was like not really serving him. Yeah. You know, Chris, it's so interesting what you're saying about this, because the very same scenario could create a manipulation and and a relationship activity that wouldn't be good for you. The very same situation where he feels like he's going to lose you and he grabs a hold of you from a place of loss versus from a place of love. And this is what's so tricky about relationships because the minute we try to make a rule, oh, don't do this, don't do that, it, it never works because it has to depend on both people being in their complete integrity with mm-hmm. themselves. So, you know, the crazy thing is the pathway to partnership is both people being clear and then coming together from the clarity and seeing if there's the fit rather right. than coming together from unclarity, getting all enmeshed and all that. And then, yeah, you're kind of stuck in this stuff that doesn't work. And then you got to go back out and find yourself and then see if there's something. So, you, you know, we're doing it backwards. So, right. And, and we all do. So that's just fine. But this moment gave you both a chance to step into your own integrity and say, you know, for him, do I love her? Or am I just afraid of losing her? Right. No, I really love her. And so mm-hmm. I want to do something. And so then he has heart expands to a place where he wants to give you the thing you actually need and you can't be without. And you would be sacrificing if you weren't. So then he does. 
right? So how does it and, end? How does the well, story end? Quick, bring us to this. Yeah. So, well, you know, this has not, this issue has not been solved, right? He still is who he is. And I'm still him. I'm who I am. And no one's compromising at this moment, but we are still, this is still something that is being surrendered and there's still not an answer to it. And it does feel like we just keep getting more clarity, more clarity, more clarity. And we it feels like we're coming together, that there, there actually is a solution out there. I don't know what it is. In there, um, maybe. Huh? In there, in, inside. In, inside both of you, there yeah. is a solution. There always there is. is a solution. And if we just keep having these conversations and not allowing each other to compromise— I think we're going to find something and it's going to be super expansive for both of us. And, sure. um, yeah. And so, there, there, oh, there's definitely, definitely way more, you know, more of the story where it could go, but that might just need to be a teaser for another time. <laughs> yeah. It might just, you know, and, and as we're pausing in this place for a moment, as we're, we're bringing this to a close, I'm reminded of the quote of Einstein, which is problems never resolve in the level of consciousness that they're created. So when we're in fear, when we're in struggle, when we're in fight, flight, freeze, faint, whatever, we're not solving our problem from there. It's like two drunk people yelling at each other. Our brains are on fire, you know, but it's not. But when we calm down and we invite ourselves into a higher consciousness and we slowly start to tease out, well, are you okay with this? Well, are you okay with that? And and slowly, it's not a general plan that's going to work. It's what's going to work as each of you negotiate how you're going to make this work together in a way that he can feel free enough and you can feel safe enough. And it doesn't have to look like anybody else ever created it. So we're going to do a show sometime <laughs> on making a deal. And yeah. that's the next step in this process. Because I'm starting to see that. I'm starting to see that there's a little bit of like, poss- I, I'm s- the first time I'm seeing a little bit of possibility and I haven't been able to find that before. And so there ha- have been some little sprinkles this week of things of like, ooh, maybe this could work this way. And ooh, maybe that would work. And maybe, you know, I could be okay with this. But I think what sh- made the shift happen for even these sprinkles to start landing is the, I love you. I value you. You're important to me. I'm not going anywhere. And no matter what happens with whoever happens, whatever, that is not going to change. Yeah. And for me, that's what I needed to feel safe. I really needed to know, does he love me? If I know to his core that he loves me and he does show up and do all these beautiful acts of service for me and he is kind and he's, you know, he's there every day in my life. If I truly can feel that, maybe there's a possibility at some point all, some of these other things aren't a big deal to me. And I don't know that, but it, there's the possibility now. Whereas before knowing the level of love, no, no possibility. Right. And so what I hear from you is that you are willing to be creative and exploratory in the space. And this is how, this is the difference you can tell between something that's actually creating from partnership and something that's creating from uh, what we would call relationship or instinctual need for each other mm-hmm. is that in partnership, you can be in a process of sorting for a while to mm-hmm. see, you know, you end up noticing you have all these assumptions, you have all these stories about what works and what doesn't work. And instead, you start to get really real with each other and you start to really make a space where, wow, 
that really changes something for me. And all of a sudden you make something happen that like nobody else in the world would ever want to live with. And it works perfectly for you guys. So we can't wait for the second installment. Um, it's pro- since we know it's still evolving, it'll be more interesting in a week anyway as we, as we uh, what is it, uh, saute in our juices and see what's going to happen. So uh, we're going to let this go now. Thank you all for listening. See how powerful it is when you commit to yourself. We love you so much, and we want you to do that too because it is working out so well for us in our lives. Yep. All right, everybody. Spread the love. Spread the love.